told you guys that that my sample game is impeccable. Hitting you with a little bit of leaders of the new school international zone coaster. This is the remix version. Now anyone anyone that follows me, Rampage, who who's basically uh, an LONS adjacent, Rampage and Buster Rhymes are first cousins. So tease Rampage all the time that that I feel like I'm the the fifth or sixth, depending on how many people are in. I'm I'm the next member of Flip Mode. I'm like the hype man. I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be on stage with with Spliff Star when they go back on tour. LONS was the first group that I would say that I listened to that kind of blew my mind, meaning that I had my Sony Walkman and was listening to the Futures Without a Past album. And when you when you talk about I had a tape that I listened to over and over and over and over and over again, so much that back in the day, if you had if you had tapes, you would actually break the tape and you would be trying to you'd be trying to 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 get that that wire area of the tape, that that brown area that, that the music actually played on. And you listen to it so much that, that the tape got ruined. You'd be trying to put it together with scotch tape. Or find some way to preserve those albums in and future without past. I was these guys were about four or five years older than me. But that was my first taste of hip hop, and it was clean. That and the low end theory album. These are albums that I listened to that, that I didn't have to worry about my parents raiding my my stash, the Diggable Planets album. And this was just good music. Milo, Cut Monitor Milo that produced all of this stuff. Very underrated. As, as a producer and leaders of new school, they talked about their first album. They talked about school and, and failing classes and, and beatboxing in the lunchroom and bullies and preparing for adulthood, which are all things that were kind of, I was interested in those things as an eighth grader, freshman in college, excuse me, in high school. I was interested in those things. And then you could see with scenario that Buster Rhymes was was better than Jinko and Charlie. And you could see when when they did the when they did the posse cut with a tribe called Quest scenario, you could see that that Buster Rhymes was going solo. And then they came out with the Time album. A Time album wasn't very critically acclaimed, although the Time album was also very well produced. There's some really good beats on the Time album. And then they broke up on on Yo MTV Raps. Which was difficult to see. Like they got in an argument. I don't know what's going on, but rumor see it. Charlie Brown was upset with Buster. Buster was about to go solo. And these guys literally broke up with Fab Five Freddy. <laughs> they were they were doing a Yo TV raps. And that was the end of the group. And as a youngin, you start to realize, I realized with them, I realized with EPMD and Outcast and P Rock and CL Smooth and the Tribe Called Quest. And this is business. And that these are grown men or young men that are, are, are trying to get paid and they're trying to feed their families. And they're trying to get contracts that that are best for them. And, and people have artistic differences and want to do different things with their careers. And that kind of hurt my heart because I wanted to I wanted to get a few more albums from the leaders of the new school. Shifting gears. I wanted to bring up something because I'm getting a lot of memes. I'm getting a lot of DMs. People have ripped me 
and I've talked about this before. If people think that 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 I changed my mind, like I'm, I'm a person that doubles down. One thing I like when people say stuff that is is publicly scrutinized is stupid. I love it when people double down. They're like, "Hey, this is how I feel." That's one thing I respect about the the OAN President Trump Fox News crowd. They may have some reprehensible views on society, but they double down and triple down on those reprehensible views. I don't like people that that waver and flap in the wind and waffle. And every week they're supporting something different. So I've said on the show, I've talked about the WNBA. I've talked about how the, how the women in the WNBA don't deserve to get paid big dollars. And people have been DMing me about that. And I'm, and I'm doubling down on that. There, there's this meme going around about how Taysom Hill and Jacoby Brissett and backup quarterbacks in the NFL make more than the entire WNBA. And not only am I doubling down on my take, the WNBA has failed over the last 25 years to create a fan base. Now, you look at MLS. MLS has created a fan base in the United States for soccer. Some of its new fans, a lot of it, they have gone out into the Latinx community and into communities in places where, where soccer is popular. So they've, they've said, we're going to market to the soccer moms and the young kids that are playing soccer, which is very popular because the young kids aren't playing as much football as they used to. And we're going to market to people that immigrate here from other places in the world where, where soccer is by far the most popular sport. And it's paid dividends. The WNBA, conversely, they have absolutely been an abject failure at marketing to young ladies and, and teenage ladies and athletes. They're not marketing to that crowd. They should be marketing to people like Shakari Richardson, like the, the stud athletes that could be hooping instead of running track. But they're not marketing to that crowd. So then people want to throw the isms in. They said sexism. And I talk, I talk all the time on the show. Everyone loves free market capitalism when it works for them. When it doesn't work for them, there's an excuse. And sometimes the excuse is institutionalized racism and institutionalized sexism and transgenderism and hatred for people of varying religions and perspectives on, on, who, on who created planet Earth and who created the universe. But I say this as a former, before you call me a sexist, I was a season ticket holder to the Phoenix Mercury when I lived in Phoenix. I've been to many Mercury games. I spent a lot of my hard-earned money parking at the stadium, getting nachos, getting pretzels, getting, getting $11 Diet Cokes, getting hot dogs, getting hamburgers, getting chicken fingers, getting funnel cakes, all of that stuff. I spent a lot of time parking and walking back and forth and, and going and patronizing the restaurants that are on the strip by Talking Stick Arena in Phoenix. I had a fantastic time. This isn't a women can't play basketball take. This isn't a they play under the rim take. They're slow. They would get blown out by a JV high school team. None of those things are true. If you think that Maya Moore wouldn't come to your Sunday rec league at your church and put up 45 or 50 on you, you're out of your mind. Brittany Griner would dunk on you. She'd hang on the rim. 
And then she pushed you down like like Shaq <laughs> pushed Chris Dudley that one time where he pivoted, dunked on him, and then just threw him into the third row of the stands. Brittany Griner with Chris Dudley U every day of the week. I've seen Tina Thompson play in person. I've seen Sue Bird play in person. These ladies would abuse 90 to 95% of the men that are out there, the weekend warriors. I'm not talking about D1 athletes. I'm not talking about Zion Williamson when he was at Duke. That's, that's not realistic. But at the very least, they've marketed poorly because one of the things that I didn't see when I was at all of those games at the Phoenix Mercury, I didn't see a lot of mothers with their teenage daughters at those games. I've never seen any of my female friends rocking a Seattle Storm hoodie or L.A. Sparks hat or a retro Chicago Sky jersey. Most people don't even know the names of those teams. I, I, I have not seen a lot of my female friends that, that have a car and they have a, like you go to L.A., everyone in L.A. has a Lakers flag flapping in the wind from their car. I've never been in New York and seen a New York Liberty flag attached to anyone's car. Because at the end of the day, women are 51% of the population, but I don't see women aren't supporting the WNBA. And then you want me to support the WNBA, and then you're saying that if I don't support the WNBA, I didn't support the WNBA because I'm a sexist. And then I have friends that say that I shouldn't even comment on WBA because it's women's sports and I'm belittling and degrading women. Anyone that knows me knows that I've been a champion for women in the corporate workplace and have said repeatedly, if you don't pay women equal to what you pay men for the same job and the same competence and you don't title them equal, then you're a fraud. I know a lot of women that have allowed someone to pass them up for a promotion. Instead of giving them a director's title, they said, I will make you a senior manager. And I said to those people, hey, you understand that directors get paid more but also they get, they're in the bonus pool. Directors get better parking spots. Directors get better benefits. Directors get all sorts of perks and opportunities to go to conferences and do things that senior managers don't. And I've seen women not get that promotion or promoted to senior manager when they should have been promoted to director. So I'm a champion for women and women's advocacy and women's rights and fairness. But the WNBA loses money. In what world can you lose money and come back to your bosses and say, I want a 200% salary increase? So when you see that you got Steph Curry and LeBron and, and Kawhi, those guys are making $40 million. I think the, the top player in WNBA is making like 250 k 300 k That's not their fault. That's your fault. These ladies for the WNBA should be angry at themselves. They shouldn't be angry at society. They shouldn't be angry at the owners who enable them to lose money. They should be angry at themselves for not connecting with their base and their audience because there are more women than men in the United States. And last time I checked, this is the biggest sports league for women in the United States. It's your responsibility to go out and build your fan base over the last 25 years and put a good product on the floor. And market so that you have young ladies that are interested in being the next Diana Taurasi and the next Sue Bird. But it's frustrating for me. I see a lot of women commenting like on social media and stuff like that. The truth of the matter is women don't support the WNBA. I was at the games. I spent my money. I spent my time and energy. I support and have supported the WNBA consistently. 
I think it's a fantastic sport. I have the hoodies. I have the gear for, for Phoenix Mercury, and I put my money into it. But you know who I didn't see there? Most of the women that are criticizing me about my takes on the WNBA. I didn't see you at any of those games. And I dang sure didn't see you driving in from Anthem 45 minutes from Anthem in the desert to downtown Phoenix to park and bring your family and your husband or your, or your niece or whomever to consume that material. And I definitely have never had a friend that said, hey, I can't come out tonight. We can't come over for our, our weekly meeting or our book club or whatever's going on or to play spades because I'm watching the Eastern Conference semifinal for the WNBA. Women don't support the WNBA. That's why they're tanking as an organization. In this particular case, it's not sexism. Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network.